Bear. I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. This is Kathy, and I am back today. I'm so excited because I'm speaking with Patrick Carney. Born and raised in New York City, Patrick started hanging out with New York's West Village in 64, and he dedicated his time to drawing and painting the world of rock and roll music, where he soon became an influential documentarian artist of rock's most celebrated musicians. He traveled throughout the U.S. attending rock concerts, painting whatever he felt inspired to do, capturing the passion and creativity and caught this stuff in real time forever. Known as the artiste, he loved sharing stories at his art shows of these chance meetings and went on to form strong relationships with so many famous musicians. I'm so excited to have Patrick on because I really want to talk about passion and art and how you can turn what you love to do into a living. So Patrick, thank you so much for joining me and giving me your time on this show today. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate being here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay, so you were in New York City, you were hanging out. When did you start drawing? Did you start drawing when you were like a toddler or what? Yeah, so I, I cannot remember not uh, not drawing. My mother always said to everybody that I came out of the womb with a pencil in my hand. I absolutely love that. And growing up in New York, you, you were able to be around a lot of really stunning caricatures, right, or characters that you could that you could sketch. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, what I would do, um, which was really one of the, the great starts to uh, having the ability for relationships was uh, when I was on the subway or on the train, I would actually pick somebody out to draw and hand it to them before they got off the train. And um, it just said on there, call me with my phone number. And 100% of the people called me. Wow. Well, you're you're so good. There are people that I've never had a sketch of myself that's this good. So, of course, they're going to call you. Wow. So you would meet some crazy people on, on the subway and what a gift. So basically you have a gift and you're giving it back every day as you're on the subway. Yeah. Well, that, well, I, I, and I still do that today. Um, I, I have three grandchildren now, six, uh, three and, and almost two. And um, I capture them. And now I capture my friends are going through the same thing, their grandchildren and just send it to them. You know, uh, because there's a lot of like Dave Corbin, you know, Dave Corbin, the Illuminator and Tim Flannery, second baseman for the Padres. We're all going through this at the exact same time. So I like, you know, capturing that kind of thing. And, and you know, it's my give back. That's amazing. So if you had any tips for uh, fledgling artists or musicians that really want to do this for a living, what would you tell someone who's starting on that path? Well, the first thing I would tell them, which I wish someone had told me, is to document everything. That's the first thing. Document, document, document. And then um, find mentors. 
find individuals that ha are doing what you would like to do. And what I have learned over the years is that the bigger they are, the more access we have to them. So do not fear having your ask in gear. As you know, and you spoke there, I have a mastermind every Tuesday morning, been running it for 41 years. And I have invited 174 of the top speakers in the world there. And 172 have shown up. Now think about that. And it, it happens because you have your asking gear. So if you're an artist and you need to learn something or you're not sure about the business part of art, you find a mentor, sit down with them. And I was, when I, I went to the School of Visual Arts in New York City, it was an art school. And um, one of my great teachers was a guy, a painter named Chuck Close. And he was just starting out. And uh, now, you know, his paintings sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and one of the first things I learned from him was always have a empty chair next to you. So a mentor, a friend or another artist could sit and you could interact and build what your knowledge, what your knowledge needed to be. Wow. That is so, that's astounding. And wow. So, you know, everybody is six degrees away from you, right? Anyhow in the world. So um, I think that's amazing advice. Now I know that you are mentoring kids. So let me, Tell me a little bit about your kiddo program and what you've been doing here uh, to help help the next generation become artists. Well, when, uh, when the uh, pandemic hit and we started to uh, hang out, you know, and not go anywhere, um, I moved my mastermind to Zoom for the first time in, you know, all these years we went to Zoom. And um, a friend of mine, Scott Duffy, started a program, radio program that I was helping him with called What Now? Ah. And during one of our conversations, he said to me, I would love to have my two daughters have art lessons with you. And I was thinking, wow, that, that could be something I do. That, that could be a great give back. And so um, what I, I created two, two different lessons that worked out really, really well for these kids. And one was how to take the object and understand what the object really is, what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it smells like. And so let's pretend a flower. Okay, so we'd spend two or three minutes just on the stem and move to the leaves and then move to the petals. And when they had it, when they felt the passion of that flower, when they really understood what that flower was all about and they had it in their soul, put it down so I could see them put it down, right? And I would have them draw that flower with their eyes closed. And they would, they would, you can't believe what they would create. It was amazing. So that when they, when we had them just paint it with their eyes open, it was so easy because the passion flowed out right from their heart, down their arm, into their hand, into the, to the brush or pencil and, we had these, it was amazing. That's incredible. So they start drawing it with their eyes closed 
and then and they open close, your eyes. Yeah, keep their eyes closed for the whole thing. Okay. The first one. And then the second one, they do it, you know, regular as if, you know. Because um, how many people have told, you know, told me in my lifetime, I cannot draw a stick figure. I mean, it's got to be thousands. And I yeah. say you're wrong. Because we have it all. The neuroscientists tell us we have it all until we're approximately seven. And then society and parents and friends and all of the schools get in the way. So it's still in there. So let's just tap into it. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be Picasso or whatever, Michelangelo. What I'm saying is you have the ability to draw. That's incredible. And I love the idea of being very visceral, being very 3D with the image of the of the flower. And I think it's a very similar thing when entrepreneurs are starting their business to really like, what's it going to feel like? What's it going to sound like? What's it going to taste like? You know, how's it going to involve, you know, what, how's it going to work in my life? Like seeing it as a 3D entity that their passion is going to flow into and then I think they can definitely branch out and create a much more successful business by doing that. And I think it's a you know similar thing with what you're doing with the kiddos. Boy, I think you should do that as YouTube classes, Patrick. I think every <laughs> you know <laughs> you got another well, thing to do. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you're talking about entrepreneurs and talk, you know, and, and how entrepreneurs typically end up alone. You know, we're doing we're doing everything. We're wearing all 15 hats and and all those kind of things. And what I learned really early, I was very lucky to learn this early, is that, that life is a team sport. And that we must surround ourselves with, um, with key people who motivate us, um, inspire us, and push us, which is exactly why I facilitate that uh, mastermind every Tuesday morning. I would highly recommend that uh, entrepreneurs find and join a, a mastermind. And a mastermind group is generally a small group of like-minded people who meet regularly to support each other's growth. Now, the cool thing is, it's all about the new man. One and one is three. One and one is 30. One and one is 300. One and one is 3,000. Well, what do I mean by that? In my mastermind, there's 12 members. However, each meeting, there's not just 12 members there. There's every influencer, every mentor, every parent, every sibling, every uncle, every aunt, every professor, every teacher, all in that room. So typically, we have two to 3,000 people in that room every time we meet and go through the hot seat. So think about that as an entrepreneur. If you're sitting home, and, uh, you know, in your office and, and you're blocked from inspiration or your, block, your passion is kind of subduing. And you got to meet each week with those 12 entrepreneurs and the two or 3,000 influencers. What would that do for your business? That's why I, I have a mastermind. I mean, it, there is not one week in all these years that I haven't received a nugget that I could use, you know? That's fantastic. And that's, that's what it's such, all about. 
Yeah, that, that's such good advice. And um, man, I, I could just dissect this whole podcast. I have like quote after quote after quote that I'd like to use from you. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to begin. Anyhow, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, if you're feeling like you're not energized and you're feeling burnt out with your business, I agree. I totally agree. The best thing to do is to find like-minded individuals, join yourself a mastermind, find even, and if they don't have a mastermind that you want, make your own, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what would Absolutely. you say is, is your, uh, your best tip for someone who wanted to start a mastermind on their own? If they can't, maybe they're out in Idaho all alone and can't find anybody. Read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, number one. And obviously, you can find anything you need on the internet on how to run a mastermind. I mean, it's it's all there, you know, or they can call me. I love it. Yeah. And you're an amazing resource. Um, you know, you've been you've been my helper and my friend for many, many years, Patrick, and I appreciate it. So look, you guys are not going to get, you're not going to believe it. You need to go to Patrick's Twitter and uh, we'll have the link down below so that you can see all of his amazing art. It's just off the charts, insane. So good. Um, I really appreciate that. So if uh, you'll love it, if there's anything that I should ask you that I've not asked you about your life or your business, uh, what have I missed? There's so many nuggets already. I don't even know what, where to start, but what would you say would be something that I should have asked you that I didn't? Well, you know what? It, it's funny. I ask myself a question every single morning. Huh. Every morning I ask myself, what is the first or next step? That cr question creates for me heart-stopping excitement. You know, when I was a young artist just starting out, no one told me about what I would be going through, you know? People said, if I heard I was gonna starve, I must've heard that, I don't know, 10,000 times. Right. No one said to me, hey, go read Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill or How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie or um, The Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey or Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Yeah. You know, so for the last 30 years, I've hung around with these people. I, I, get, I get to hang around with them like you do. We get to, you know, and, and I painted their portraits. So nobody back then took the time to do these things for beginners. I wish somebody had. So I applaud you for doing this and having this conversation because it's important that we asked, what is the first or next step? Because yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what we need to do, you know, and prioritize. I mean, I, I hate rules and regulations, okay? <laughs> I just hate them. However, I have come to realize that they, they, they work. So um, when you start out as an entrepreneur, before you do anything, before you hire anyone, before you get a mentor or any of those kind of things, create what I call the rules of the game. Mm. If you don't have the rules of the game set, who's going to write them? Okay. The employees or the people we interact with or the men or whatever. So it's important for us to know where we're going. Now we can adapt those rules over the time, 
However, start out with a set of rules. I had, I had a friend of mine, and, and you probably know this individual. I'm not going to name him. However, um, probably five years ago, uh, they called me and said, oh, my God, you know, I, I'm, I expanded my business and I hired my very first CEO. And I'm like, oh, great. Not so great, she, she tells me. And the tears start to flow. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, well, she's doing this. She's doing that. She's doing. And I say, well, let me, I, I just have one question. Did you write the rules of the game? Mm-hmm. And she said, no. I said, well, it's a little late to write the rules now. However, I will come and facilitate with you and we'll, we'll create the rules. So five years later, the CEO is doing phenomenal because now they're on the same page. Ah, so it's writing the rules of your game, your, yes, your business, what you believe, what you understand and how the business should run. Right. So take, for instance, what would be a rule just for those out there? Something visceral. Um, Could be around integrity. It could be your mission statement, could be your vision statement. It Mm -hmm. could be anything it deals with like the hours that we work that you're expected to be here. It could be all of them. I mean, whatever you could dream up could be a rule of the game. Yeah. 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 I find that too. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of goes back to the, it's the mission statement. It's the ethics, you know, it's like, like, in like one of my rules is creating sustainable skill set for my clients, not just doing it for them, you know, creating sustainable skills. It's part of our code of ethics as, as the board certified organizer anyhow, but for me, it fits very, very nicely in my package of my business. Um, so yeah, but you know, I don't think people really think about that. And I think that's, that's like an amazing, uh, amazing insight, Patrick, that's huge. So create yeah. the rules for your business, gang, especially before you hire people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, you know, as I said, they'll write the rules. I mean, if I don't write the rules, somebody else could write the rules, you know. And, and so, you know, that's 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 number one. And then, then you know, like when we started the mastermind, we, we desired rules of the game. We also desired vision and synergy and win-win attitude and out-of-the-box thinking. Uh, entrepreneurial spirit, um, being in integrity. We just talked about being in integrity. Uh, oh, purposeful action that even on your own, when you're not being directed by me and you see action that needs to be taken, take it, you know? Um, inspired creativity and coachable employees, employees that desire to spend time with a mentor to get somewhere or take a course or any, because, you know, I say to some of the entrepreneurs that are doing, you know, decent, why not pay for college for these employees and create this win-win? I mean, think about, think about the people in our lives who, that we're in gratitude because they're, just because they're in our lives what they've done for us. And, and they're all givers. Everybody that we hang around with are givers. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that's, you know, that's how we have to surround ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. The more you give, the more you get. So anyhow, 
and and, and you get these unexpected things you know from <laughs> from relationships which is huge gifts that you didn't even know that you needed until <laughs> you had them and they're like oh how did i do that without that the whole time right so yeah. wow wow well i so appreciate your time patrick um i'm always inspired and in awe with you every time we talk um you're really really um inspiring to me and i appreciate your time being on this show and i know that everyone out there is going to get a bunch of takeaways from this podcast so thank you so much thank you i appreciate it i appreciate it patrick take care take care thanks for listening to this podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you want to hear more feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice also if you feel so inclined i would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me have a stellar day